Welcome to Guys We Fuck. The Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. Yo, you haven't said I'm Christina Hutton. I'm Corinne Fisher. And I'm Fuck your boyfriend. Bring us your slutty, your horny, and your shame. Hey, you a slut? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about fucking. Hi, fuckers. How you doing? How you been? You okay? I hope so. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut shaming podcast. I'm Corinne Fisher. I'm Christina Hutchinson. Stop. Right now. Thank you very much. You're going to go. Oh, yeah, that's good. Mm, right. mm. You're going to go to youtube.com slash guys we fucked without the you and fucked. No, you. You're going to watch our comedy special. Yeah, you are. You're going to leave a comment. And you're going to also subscribe to the YouTube page. There's going to be a lot of content. So much content. Uh, We're recording a couple weeks in advance, but this week we will be uploading. You asked for it. You got it. More free content. More free full episodes (gasps) of full video. Guys, we fucked. What? You're going to get to see us in all our glory. Yep. Sometimes we look great. Sometimes we look "Eh, A lot of times we don't. Sometimes (laughs) we talk too quickly because we drank too much caffeine and you don't see it until later after you watch the video and you get embarrassed and you're like, you know what? I just got to live with that. It's it's incredible. You can see uh, us uh, bullying our guy. No, <laughs> only male guests. Only a couple. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah, people yeah. really. You bullied your guests. I'm like, you really don't understand the dynamic of being a comedian. comedian. Yeah, like you yeah. literally don't get it. The way we talk with our friends. Can you imagine? We if, roast each other. Can you imagine if we watched how you talk to you, your friends that you've known for years? I'm like, I don't like the dynamic there. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We're point. we're fine. We're they're good. being mean to the boys. Yeah, you know it's a big pro- female comedians bullying male comedians. Oh, they can't. Is- handle it it's a big issue in the community everyone's marching about it It really holds the men back i feel bad for them you know what maybe we'll change one day but we probably won't did they say anybody specifically tom cassidy i I figured it was yeah i was like he just all heat but that's the dynamic that he leans into yeah i was like because it looks like we can flick it over and also tom cassidy one of the fast fastest tongued comedians that there Uh are i was like he can give you a tongue lashing tom's vibe is bullied yeah (laughs) i I remember i do remember recording that in the streets of philly he yeah. can fight us yeah right, yeah right, he seems true. unassuming and then he comes at you with a fucking quip that you're like i'm gonna hurt from that for a while yeah, yeah. there were moments i felt tom was a little on the de- defensive but i think that was more of he's a tom playing problem. into it yeah. i was like he's he's using a manipulation <laughs> yeah tactic. he does yeah. a thing where he goes <laughs> and where, you all fell for it uh-huh you know you know when a guy's gaslighting you and you just go okay and he's like whoa okay yeah. that was what tom was doing yeah, I was like, this is why you end up sleeping with the people who are on the show and then they don't call you back, guys. Oh, I don't know how many times fault? No, it's that's going to happen. <laughs> I know you but, can do what you want with your pussy, but, mm, you know. It's so funny. Vet, you know, have some vetting. If you guys saw what we said in green rooms, you would literally die. So, just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would. Um, and if you're not a Luminary subscriber, you should be one. I think you should consider it because uh, twice a month we release bonus episodes where we pick the craziest fucked up emails from our inbox. There's so many. It'll never end. There will always be so many. Speaking of which, if you want to email us, it's show at gmail.com. Uh, this, today's subject line, should I let my alcoholic and possibly molester dad babysit my kids? I'm going to go with no, but let's see what you have to say. Right. Hi, guys. Smiley face. Longtime listener and luminary subscriber. Thanks, girl. 
Thanks for all the great content. I often clean my house while listening to your listener email episodes and imagine what y'all would say about all of my problems. Ha ha. I haven't been able to imagine what you would say about this latest issue in my life, so I thought I might try my odds and see if I can get some real advice from you guys. Fingers crossed emoji. I'm 29, have two kids. I've been with my partner for nine years. We had our first son five years ago when I was taking birth control. Oh, <laughs> Make sure to tell him that story. Yeah, you should. Tell him to listen to this podcast later. <laughs> and decided to keep him despite not being planned. Oh, leave that part out. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the language is, oh boy. It's like you're in a comedian's green room. Uh, we knew we wanted more than one child and I got pregnant with my second son when my first was one and a half years old. A little over a year ago, our first son was diagnosed with autism and currently my second son is going through the evaluation process as well because we were noticing similar signs. Anyway, all of this is to say that becoming a mother of two over the past five years, and especially to my children with special needs, can be exhausting. Neither of my sons use verbal language, and my husband and I are usually the only people that can understand them. I basically live in my son's energy at all times because I have to use their body language and their own versions of sign language to communicate with them. Side note to any other parents of autistic kids, don't let what society says about autism scare you. Autism is widely misunderstood. And I definitely don't feel like my children are any more of a burden on me than any neurotypical child would be. Yeah, kids in general are a burden. Don't matter if they're autistic. Uh, kids are just hard, period. Exactly. I, uh, I actually love that my son and possibly sons are autistic because they don't conform to societal standards and are free thinkers. Anyway, because of my son's unique needs, I find it very hard to find trustworthy childcare. Mm. Although my family and my husband's family live in the area, they are not willing to help out. I mean, they don't have to, I guess. I understand that it's not their responsibility, but we definitely thought we would have more of a support system when we decided to have our children. My husband is the baby of his family and his mom has always was always very active and willing to take care his, of his nieces and nephews. Now she says she's too tired from being a grandma to her other grandchildren and quote, doesn't have the energy anymore. She should go to the doctor. Her other grandchildren are not even a year older than our children and she continues to watch them weekly. Oh, okay. But she might not like your kids. Well, I think, I think people, or maybe don't just more. I think hard. people don't talk about it, but people are scared of, of taking care of people with special needs. People are literally like scared of people with special needs. Oh, yeah. weird. Yeah. I was scared of old people yeah. when I was a Girl Scout. In the, I was scared to go to the nursing homes. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's similar. Who knows? His other sister even recently had a baby, and his mom is willing to watch the new baby. So it leads us to believe it is because of our children's high needs that she isn't comfortable babysitting. Yeah. yeah. Again, not her responsibility to watch our kids, but it's definitely disappointing, and we thought we'd have more help. My mother is the only person my husband and I both feel comfortable watching our sons, and the only person they seem to not mind being left alone with. However... My younger sister lives with her and has a young daughter as well, so I can tell she's quite burned out. My father lives there as well and often offers to babysit for us. He loves my children and is great with him, and they think he is so fun. However, he is a recovering alcoholic and opioid addict. Uh, he has been mostly sober for 10 years, despite a few minor relapses that I know of. I'm still working on the childhood trauma I endured from growing up with a father in the throes of addiction. We were more a Mormon family, and my dad completely hid his addiction from everyone besides me. My mom worked nights, so he waited till she left for work and would take us out with him to party and drink. Oh, fuck, that sucks. That's dark. I have so many issues from constantly telling my mom about not feeling safe with him and seeing him drink and her not believing me. Ooh, bummer. She was very much into 
denial, but he was also very good at being secretly fucked up. There have been many times throughout the years that I get the feeling that he's not sober and my husband will be like, he seemed fine to me. And later we found out he was on something. Oh. Yeah. Opioids. Well, then he's not mostly sober for the exactly. past 10 years. Right. Exactly. And also, yeah. Oh, you can be functioning with opioids. Um, my dad is a great guy who has an addiction and is doing well now. I know he is drug tested periodically at work and 95% of the time I'm around him. I can tell he is sober, but there is so much doubt and lack of trust. My dad's addiction caused me so much trauma mm -hmm, and issues that I'm still working through. I've listened to your podcast for years and I often listen to true crime podcasts. I've heard a lot about child molestation and people not remembering if they've been molested as children. This has caused me to spiral over the years wondering what if something else happened to me as a child and I don't remember it. I've had these thoughts about my brother and a cousin that used to make me kiss him in a closet and even a creepy uncle who used to tickle me, which leads me to believe I must be just paranoid. And it depends where he tickled you. They can't be all the secret molesters, right? Or at least molesters of me that I forgot. I would, I would, yes. I mean, I would get, I would guess that all your family members didn't molest you. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's well, wild. All of them. Yeah, I don't think, all I don't, of them. I, I don't know though. A lot of people were molested, but, uh, and I think his fear is a common fear. Um, anyway, this all came to a head the other day when my husband decided to surprise me by planning a day date for us. Aw. We had already gotten into a fight on the way <laughs> to drop the kids off at my mom's because I was questioning the childcare plans too much and should just relax, in quotes. Leaving my kids is a huge source of anxiety for me, which is why I hardly ever do it. I know I'm so overwhelmed and need a break, but the break is not even worth it if I'm worrying about my kids the whole time. My husband assured me that my mom and sister would both be watching the kids and they would have uh, ample support. When we arrived to drop them off, my dad was the only one home. Oh. Apparently, my sister forgot about an ap appointment she had and my mom left to visit my grandma. But my dad assured me he was fine to take the kids and that my mom and sister would be back soon. My dad has watched my kids alone by default before for small amounts of time. I would, I would worry... Uh, but, uh, I would worry, but this time was different. I almost started crying right there. I felt shocked and terrified. That was maybe your gut. I already, uh, I was already upset by the surprise date. I know it was such a nice gesture, but between the OCD and anxiety, I'm a bit of a control freak and I don't like surprises. Yeah. I, I, this is exactly what I was talking about last week with like, uh, husbands not knowing their wives at mm, all. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. If, he, if he, There's no way your husband doesn't know this about you. I tried to keep it together and not seem bothered as I didn't want my dad to be offended that I was scared to leave my kids with, alone with him. On the drive to the restaurant after dropping them off, I had a complete panic attack. I went off my anxiety medications and birth control a few months ago for the first time in years, and I've been struggling with controlling my emotions. I tried to explain to my husband that what if my dad secretly molested me, something I had briefly monitored in the past before, but not went into huge detail about as I never felt super strongly about it. He assured me that he did not get pedophile vibes from him. I mean, that doesn't mean anything. And believes the lack of trust I feel for my dad is just causing me to spiral. I was crying and breathing so hard my husband pulled over and asked if I wanted to go back to get the kids. I told him I just didn't want to be the dumb bitch who complains about how hard her childhood is only to put her own children in that very scenario. I know it's different. I know he's sober, but my kids can't speak. They, you're right. They always seem happy when they come home from my parents' house. They never have bruises or act weird. They are always excited to go back. But for some reason, I would just feel better if my mom or sister were there too. Even though my mom enabled him for so many years and put me at risk as a child, I feel like she's more aware now. I truly believe she would step in now. Anyway, when he pulled over mid-panic attack, I looked up and we were parked under a giant billboard that just read memory loss. I think it was against marijuana, haha. Uh, but I thought, what the fuck, is this a sign? 
My dad loves children and is really good with them. He has social anxiety, hence the addiction, and prefers to hang with the kids at the family parties. I feel like this is a red flag, except that I am the exact same way. Yeah, I also like to, I'm not, I'm not fucking kids. I also prefer, I always kids have the are kids more table. fun to hang out with. Adults suck. Yeah. We both w- uh, will hide out from our big Mormon families by playing in the basement with kids. It's way more fun. I've never gotten creepy vibes from him or seen him overly touchy with any child, but I always go back to everyone saying, oh, we had no idea so-and-so was a child molester he seems so normal and it just makes me doubt my own judgment i used to play naked doctor as a little kid with my friends which i always thought meant i must be have been no molested. we all did that. i did that too everyone bitch. did that. i played naked doctor i played naked husband and wife i said i played naked friends i was naked all the goddamn time. it's childhood exploration of sexuality doesn't mean you were molested but i have learned over the years that this is actually pretty normal i do have weird memories of my dad bathing my sister and i and washing our private parts with soap and feeling uncomfortable with it as i got older it's probably because your dad was uncomfortable touching a child's vagina yeah um, I mean, like your dad, like my your dad wipes you and stuff when you're a kid, and like yeah. it's every parent's discretion when that stops. And like I think sometimes maybe they go a little bit older than you know you're comfortable with. But like, what is the they age don't know four? Yeah. I don't really know. Who knows? Yeah. But after I told him that, he stopped doing it, and we would wash ourselves. But I always think maybe there's something more. This is your anxiety getting the better of you. My niece that lives with them currently can talk and has never mentioned any sort of abuse. She actually prefers my dad and runs into him every time she gets in trouble. Runs to him every time she gets in trouble however she does suffer from panic attacks and anxiety as a four-year-old i uh wonder if being secretly molested could be the cause oh my god i'm getting geez you, there's you, a, you sound like my mom i know that i'm, I'm projecting here but boy you worry there's Woo! a th- 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 their life is being ruined by how much you worry and also like there's no proof of molestation except for it's like you want and you, you, you it's like you the want same him body. to be molested uh, a, a molester, molester. like yeah yeah, it feels like that would uh, it feels like you're addicted to the stress hormones that um, that are produced when you have anxiety. Yeah. Um, I feel like she would tell us, but she is four and who knows what kind of thing molesters say to keep their victims quiet. She's not alone with him often, so I do feel more comfortable. But frankly, I just don't know. I've asked her before if anyone has ever made her keep secrets and she says no. I know it's a thin line to walk to not lead a child yes. into what you want to hear. So I don't want to press any further. Like I said, I've had these passing thoughts about my brother, my cousins, and an uncle, not just my dad, which makes me think it's more of my own paranoia since it's not solely fixed on him. But the panic attack I had when I chose to leave my kids with him made me worry maybe there's more to it because I never felt so intensely about it uh, that it might be true. Normally I would say trust your gut, but you can't trust your gut. Well, you're, yeah, because you're getting up. triggered and that the trigger has nothing to do with your gut. Yeah. The trigger is a body memory. Sorry for the long backstory, but I guess my question is, am I just being paranoid about my dad watching my kids because of my past? Do you think I was secretly molested and don't remember it? Is my OCD causing me to fixate on this non-issue and make it into an issue? Am I being a dumb bitch to leave my kids with two people that fucked me up so much as kids? Uh, is it stupid to believe that my parents have changed over the past 15 years and are actually capable of being good grandparents? Uh, regardless of molestation, is it stupid to leave my kids alone with a recovering addict? If so, how do I tell my dad that I want him to, uh, I don't want him watching my kids alone without completely crushing him? Oh, your anxiety is giving me anxiety. Our relationship is still healing. He once mentioned to my best friend's dad who told her, who told me that it quote, 
hurts for him to be around me because of the guilt of what he did is so strong. I am a forgiving person and I don't want my dad to be punished forever because of his addiction. I love him so much and I would like to live in a world where he gets a second chance to prove just how good of a dad he can be by being a great grandpa. I especially don't want to accuse him of being a child molester if he isn't one. And yeah, yeah, don't do that part. Absolutely no proof that he is. I just don't want to put my kids at risk, especially because they are already more prone to abuse being that they are nonverbal. I know it may be easier for most people to just hire a sitter, but I truly don't trust a stranger that knows nothing about my son's needs to be able to take care of him. I feel like maybe I should just never be away from my kids if this is the risk I have to take. Nope, I don't think so. I already stay at home all day, every day with my kids. Maybe that's what's giving me anxiety. I work a part-time job in the evenings, which helps, but I still don't do anything for me. And there it is. That's why you have so much goddamn space to worry about everything. I just got my master's in elementary education and hopes to become a teacher. And I have already given that dream up to stay home and homeschool my son because the public education system is so fucked. I'm just not sure how much longer I can go without any sort of reprieve. And it would help to hear you say that it's all in my head. Please help a loyal fucker. Girl, a lot of this is likely in your head because you are in a situation that's making you fucking crazy. You're going stir crazy. And the and the worrying is feeding the worrying. You got to you got to you got to get somebody's got to shake you, take you by the shoulders and just shake you a little bit to, yeah. to make you realize where you are. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. A lot of them are very big. Uh, but we keep them bottled up, and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters. And you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily... I found Quince, and now you have too, because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids – their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather handwoven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. 
Yeah, I listen. I I can't say for a hundred percent that your people in your family aren't molesters, but it, it it's completely unfounded, and, and yeah. quite frankly, uh, it's such a dangerous. Like I'm actually uncomfortable that you even wrote us this email. Yeah, because it's such a it's such a it's such a big accusation to make about somebody, uh, based just off of like some kind of a feeling that you have when your gut is not grounded in reality because yeah. of your extreme anxiety and obsessive compulsive disorder, which is also anxiety. It's an anxiety disorder. Um, I would so, also yeah, be uh, mindful of how you're letting yourself get carried away with this yeah, possible it, scenario. It, 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 like when I saw the subject line, I was like, oh, you must have some kind of a some kind of evidence or know that it happened to you. And it's just like, li- it's literally out of nowhere. Again, fear. there's so many people who have been molested that, that I mean, statistically, maybe someone in your family is a molester, but you, you, you cannot say that with comp- just because you have like a vision or you've heard a lot of stories about people. I even get nervous about people tapping into like these repressed memories and I, I am know. putting it in quotes because I, I don't uh, like, like, you know, I have a very conflicted relationship with therapy. I mean, I do think some of these therapists, when we get off Zooms with them, f- go and masturbate to trauma. I really do. Like, they're obsessed with it. Yeah. There just can't I, I, be I, this much excessive trauma. I, Christina Marie Hutchinson, canceled my therapy because it was too fucking much. There's, I, I just got to stop talking about it. I actually saw some kind of a meme on, or like a cartoon on Instagram kind of about this topic <laughs> where like our, like our therapists are like, yeah, tell me fucking more yeah, about your right. life. Yeah. Like they fucking love it. And they sometimes they throw suggestions in there. I'm like, well, I wasn't worried about that until you said something. Oh, I literally just say no all the time. And, and, <laughs> And please know that, like, what you have to remember about therapists is they're also people. They, yeah. no matter Who probably how, need therapy a yeah, lot. Yeah, and no matter how well they've been trained, they are bringing their own shit and their own bias to the table. It is impossible for a human being to not be biased. Impossible, okay? You know when you make your therapist cry or when your therapist kind of makes a reaction like they're repulsed? All, all the time. Whoa. Yeah. Or <laughs> you... It, because um, she likes you, girl. No, I don't bully her. I no, no, no. Cry. I know, like she's like concerned for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, uh, that's a close relationship. Yeah. Well, I think I think also uh, I, I'm just I have a lot of bad stuff that happened in my life, but I also like I just I'm handling it better, so it doesn't seem like <laughs> you know it just <laughs> right, doesn't right, seem. Right, right. I'm just like well, how it, boomer of you. But it really it's a, <laughs> no. It really, I mean, like it really. I don't know. Like because you, you got to just choose to handle. I'll it. listen to other people's stories about what they're saying about their lives, and I'll, I go, oh yeah, like bad stuff like that happened to me too but like it just didn't bother me i don't know yeah whatever it's, pretty it's, sick. Not, it's, it's not pretty about sick, me but also too you do choose to go okay i am freaking out about this more than it deserves i need to overcome it listen i know it's like a stupid religious magnet but life has never handed me anything i couldn't handle so i, I don't know what to tell everyone um anyway back to you 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 can also handle this okay so there's a lot of issues going on here um just stop with the molester stuff. Just yeah. put a pin in the molester the stuff, is, baby girl. Um, the, yeah. the 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 dad attic thing. I think um, it, this that's the issue we really need to concentrate on because you do need uh, a respite from your children. You will not be able to be a good. I know you think you're being the best mother you can be by being around your children all the time, but it's not good for you and it's not good for your children that you're around them all the time. Number one, they need to learn how to be around other people. Just the way like you need to bring your dog to the dog park so it can socialize 
socialize with other animals. Like, mm-hmm. it's very, very important that your children be around other people, especially if they're being homeschooled. They have no interaction mm. with anyone oh else. Oh, my God. Have you ever met someone who was fucking homeschooled? Yeah, I'll never forget them. Me- yeah. that, never mind autism. You could, you could spot them from a mile away. That's the special need. When well, you, when, <laughs> yeah. If being homeschooled is far more of a special need yeah. than uh-huh. autism. I, uh-huh. I love to hang out with autistic people. Homeschool people? No, thank you. Hell no. Um, and homeschool people feel feel free to email me. It, I don't it'll think be they an will. alien language. I, I won't be able will. to read it. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be wingdings or Morse code because you had all that time to learn shit that doesn't really apply to your life. Um, I, and I also like you're so distrusting of everyone. Like autism is not a lot of kids are autistic so i would like to see the research that you did i don't know what area you live in i don't know if you live in a major city but like to have it seems so, like you really quickly made have, made a decision that there is no special needs care that is up to your standards right but your standards right now are working Impossible. yourself to the bone flushing your dream down the toilet not trusting anyone else including your husband you don't oh. you don't even trust your husband to make proper child care plans. Something's got to give. And listen, again, I'm going to compare this to a dog because it's the only uh, experience I have. I have a lot of anxiety when I leave my dog alone because it's a dog. You, you can't talk to a dog either. You can't ask a dog what it wants. You don't know what to do with a dog. You can't tell um, a dog, don't eat that pill. Yeah. You know? And I'm not I'm not comparing a dog to autistic child. That's not what I'm saying. I fucking love my dog so much. Um. So so what I'm saying is like I have this conversation in my head all the time at a certain point you go I just have to leave my dog with someone else and if something happens to my dog I will handle it it's a risk you take with taking care of another living thing yes could something happen to your kid yes but something could happen under your own care like it there that's part of having a child something really bad could happen to your child and like that's it it it, it ends there it's just it is a possibility yeah and you just as an adult and a parent you just need to know it is but like I, I don't think uh, I, I don't know that the chances of something happening to your child drastically go up when you leave them with someone else. I really don't believe that to be true. I think people are a lot more capable than you think they are. Um, also, with so with your dad, like you say, he's mostly sober for the past 10 years, but then multiple times you and your husband have said uh, you, you sense that he's on something. So I need more clarity on that. Is he sober? Is he not? What does mostly sober mean to you? Yeah, because like addicts, I mean, And that's something we certainly have a lot of experience with on this show. Like, addicts really can turn their life around. I know several people who are, and I don't really believe that people can change that much, but I know several people, um, addicts, who are completely different people now that they're sober compared to when they were on substances. Who are like on heroin, like shooting up motherfuckers. Right. So So what does this mean? I mean, has you ever seen him in a place that was unstable? Is he getting into a car with your children? Because again, like if he's in the home, like, I don't know. I'll just be like, don't boil anything. I mean, like, what's... No use in the stove. You know? Um, uh, And uh, it seems like he does have a lot of regrets. And again, I know a lot of grandparents who were terrible parents, but good grandparents. Being a grandparent, a lot easier than being a parent. Way more fun. And my my parents are fantastic grandparents. Yeah. So uh, my my nephew loves my parents and they're they're kinder to him than they were to us because they're going through less shit and it's not their kid. Absolutely. He's just cute and fun. Yeah, I've like pretty much never met anyone who's like who I've never even heard someone say like I have well you have a mean you had a mean grandma but other than oh yeah super well only to me not my brother <laughs> but like other than you I actually <laughs> never met anyone like you know and certainly I've like no grandparents who were mean to the, like the wife oh, or something but like to the actual grandchildren like never no. happened <laughs> you know except for Christina <laughs> 
<laughs> um, and I didn't even care to be honest. I'm like, that's your problem, Grandma. <laughs> yeah. So like, what is you know what does sobriety, sobriety yeah. look like? And also, I mean, like some people honestly just like age out of like the partying, the addiction. Like a lot of, I, I, I do think a lot of problems that people experience when they're younger kind of just like phase out when they're older because like what the fuck, like yeah. you just kind of like get out of it. Um. You, but you need to concentrate on you. You maybe give your husband a little bit more responsibility. It seems like he's yeah. willing to take it, and you're pushing him away. Yeah, and that's gonna be a. And, and I, on, I honestly think with the behaviors right now, you guys are gonna end up being getting divorced. I don't yeah. want to put more anxiety you into your want, life, but you need more love and, yeah. and respect between each other because when you put your oxygen mask on yourself, everybody benefits, but you have to benefit first from it. That's just how it works scientifically. Like, yeah, that's, so, it's what's gonna happen. Like you, you need one night off. A week from coming from the so obviously, uh, some listeners might know my sister Nicole, the legend <laughs> uh, Nicole, grew up, sweetest gal, really, with the best, despite what Michael says. What do you mean? Desp- I loved my sister so much. She has Down syndrome, and, <laughs> and she's the best. She's the <laughs> shit. <laughs> I love her. She's she's God, the best. I love her. I think about her a lot, actually. I, me too. Uh, one of my, uh, my favorite, one of just, my favorite Nicole is a legend ever. of the podcast. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so Nicole, I mean, I saw a lot of this with my parents growing up where they. Truthfully, like having a kid with a disability, it just is more work. Sure. And obviously Down syndrome and autism are a little different. But like my parents, I I think that there were times where they felt that other members of the family were not as helpful as they could have been mm. the same way she said with, with other grandchildren. Yeah. And maybe it's what Corinne said, though, that they're like freaked out by it. A little, not even I, not even saying that. I never key. thought of that. Yeah. I yeah. think maybe like deep down a little bit. But you know? Everyone, you know, everyone has a fear of things that they don't understand. And I don't think people really understand special needs. Like, yeah. but, you know, you know, I mean, just the same way as people don't understand like anxiety, depression. Like, I mean, I would almost yeah. I would almost categorize those under like being special needs kids. Yeah. If you have, a kid, yeah, you have totally. to tend to yourself with, specific way deep anxiety yeah it's a same special thing. yeah yeah but, you, you adjust how you you know you you relate to them yeah i i just think that there's like like in my parents case they they you know they're they i think there's an understanding that there's going to be a little bit of extra work with nicole to yeah. try to like get you know give her the the best possible life that she could have and the care that she could have but i do think one of the great things that my parents did were kind of kind of take their hands off the wheel a little bit where they did, they found like a a school in New Jersey. It's not like it was a big city area, but they found a school in New Jersey that was like, that was able to cater to Nicole. And, and they, New Jersey, actually, people don't know this, but we actually have a really good public education system. One but of it the was best. Pri- the school was private. Mm-hmm. Well, found, yeah, I think education in general sure. is just like doing well in New Jersey. Yeah, and yeah. people don't know that about us. Yeah, yeah well, because we all talk Because <laughs> they like, don't think we have we anything to like offer. This. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that like they got her involved in Special Olympics. Like Nicole has a very full life kind of like catered to her special her needs. needs. And yeah. it, it is a little extra work to find some of that stuff. But... I think that it it would be kind of like a like a weight off your shoulders to find that stuff give, for yeah. your son. And also tell your husband, give him your husband a little homework assignment and say, hey, honey, can you find a couple options in the area for for care? Yeah. Can you do some research and let's talk about them together? Yeah, because I think Make part of your what, assistant in a, in a way. Yeah, I think part of the success of your family unit is going to be you giving re- relinquishing control. Uh, control a little bit because yeah. it's too much. It's and it's gonna you're gonna end up smothering your kids just because they're artistic doesn't mean you can't smother them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and um, a, a piece of advice that a woman uh, gave, I'm like studying like one on one for um, under Anne Marie uh, who was a guest on the podcast for a year and she said something to me that I'm like oh. Because I uh, I think I mentioned at some point that I had like a medium reading and they were like, I think you might have been molested. I'm like, look, if I was, I have the same, 
I feel the same. I mean, I have the same body that I have if I was or I wasn't. You know what I mean? So it was like, it's an interesting perspective. But one of the things, and I brought it up to, to Anne-Marie, and she was like, you know, just, you know, regardless, like, you might never find out. And you don't fucking stress yourself out for the rest of your life. That's so unfair. And also, if you go through something major, it doesn't, you don't have to freak out. Which is wild. Like, I, when she said that, I was like, wait, what? What do you mean? That means that, What? So I just want to pose that idea to you. Um, you might be addicted to your own stress hormones and you're kind of looking at things for to worry about, like the sign uh, that the billboard that you were parked under when you were in the panic attack. I think you're reaching um, as somebody who does that. Um, right. I think you're reaching. So just know it's not a movie. You can figure this out. You can figure out your child care. You can get your, your marriage in a place where it's just more supportive and loving without freaking out. Yeah. And I got to be honest, I think you really need to think about. Yeah, I, I think you really need to think about getting your kids into a, a school because I, I don't I think you're doing yourself a disservice and your children actually a disservice by homeschooling them. You, you're not a trained aut- autism school provider yeah like so you're not a special ed teacher yeah that that's the word i was looking for <laughs> <laughs> i was like what um it, it, obviously i I'm, I'm not either um so i don't i i don't i also don't think it's ever um in service of your children to give up on your dreams and that's like yeah. a, a really important thing to remember so because you're going to take it out on them if you do whether or not you're so cognizant of that in some fucking way you will and it's talk about not wanting to fuck them up go after your dreams boo yeah and the last thing is there's a lot of telephone going on with you and your father i know your relationship is still healing but literally just sit down and say hey dad i know you know that i had a difficult childhood i love you i want you to be a part of my children's lives but i gotta say like if it seems like i'm hesitant for you to watch him don't worry so much about hurting his feelings he's a grown man he raised you he can fucking handle it say it in a nice way yeah say it lovingly yeah but just 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 let him know voice it just have and have a private conversation with him. Like again, like you, like you're going tell through him through your yeah, you mom. Can take Other care people of these are going through. You have. Like you're, you're all the thing. The, the thing is, like you never had a conversation with him. He fucking knows what he did. And I think a lot of times, just like bringing that that conversation to the front of the room is gonna ease everybody's anxiety. There's mm-hmm. so much whispering and thoughts about things that we really have no proof of in this email. Uh, yeah, live your dreams. Find your kids a a, a school. Talk to your dad. I think he can watch them, but again, like I need clarification on the um on the sobriety thing because I don't know what the fuck kind of sober means. Does kind yeah. of sober mean he goes on a bender once a month? Does kind of sober mean one time you saw him uh, high on weed? I mean, I don't know what this means. Um, so yeah, but you're, you can you can get clarity. Yeah, but I was actually I think you're the one in mo- in the most danger in that email out of everyone that you're talked. It's it's you yeah. who's about who's and it's your experiencing mind burnout right yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's fucked up place to be as someone who's in burnout a lot if, when you're when your psyche is neurotic when when we have it when our leg is broken our body tells us because it's painful to walk on it uh when something needs to be tended to mentally for you uh it shows up as neuroticism and that's what you're doing right now so you gotta tend to yourself girl 
tend to your own garden and come see us live. Are you going to be in London May 12th? Well, good. I'm performing at the Leicester Square Theater. Um, tickets are pretty much sold out for that, but um, they might be releasing some same day. And then the following day, May 13th, which is a Friday, I will be in Dublin, Ireland at the Sugarland Club. Please buy tickets at ChristinaHutchinson.com. And as always, my solo podcast, The Voices in Our Heads, is available only on Patreon.com slash Christina Hutchinson, doing ketamine therapy, um, doing a lot of witch shit, talking to dead people, uh, maybe, who knows? Um, it's a good time. And without a country, me and Shane Smith tackle the news every week. We tackle the most controversial, interesting top news stories. We talked about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard last week. I know people like to talk about that one a lot. Uh, so a every Saturday so uh, that is on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel too, the Without a Country YouTube channel and the Without a Country Instagram. Again, all free ways to support us. If, you know, especially if you're not a luminary subscriber. <laughs> Hint, yeah. hint. Um, and then uh, rate and review guys we fucked on Apple Podcasts to keep us in the top uh, 200 of comedy podcasts and honestly I don't know what's going on there I, I'm pretty sure there are some people have found a way to like pay or like call a publicist to get them to the top because I look at some of the top podcasts including ones we've appeared on and I go I don't know that that's the top one but well wow well, yeah 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 well yeah, i don't yeah. know what's going on there but what i do know is that the reviews help the views help and they're great and we appreciate them um and they keep uh they keep us being in the charts allows us to be in front of people who haven't heard us exactly it's, it's all about discovery it's not that we just it's not that we like care so much about being in the top 200 it's that if I it's do, not in the top 200 <laughs> they can't find the podcast yeah because they're not going to look beyond that mm -hmm. and so that's growth comes from uh discovery that's yeah. that's what we care about it for and then again uh make sure to subscribe to our youtube even if you've already watched the comedy special it's youtube.com slash guys we fucked without the you and fucked we have so much content again including upcoming full episodes of guys we fucked on video and the dumb bitch woo, woo hour which is incredible our comedy special comedy clips so much stuff uh, you can also find a, uh, a whole treasury of clips on our tiktok which is at guys we fucked again without the you in fucked yeah. Nice. All right. Yeah. All right. So we're basically. Oh, we don't have time for Yeah. Okay. Is there anything that you had? Oh, I, I can. I can save it for next time. It's fine. We can also uh, uh, do it after and just edit it in if we want to do yeah. that. Yeah. Or you can listen to the bonus episodes. Oh wow! And hear how we're doing. Wow. Oh. We, we still won't be asking you, Mike. But I, oh, I don't care. Maybe I, one day. I'm just here for a chirp. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this week's guest, she's a stand-up comedian and writer based in New York. She's written for the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, uh, the President Show, The Opposition with Jordan Klepper. And her one-woman show, Oh God, a show about abortion, which is produced by Alana Glazer, is playing yes. now through June 4th at the Cherry Lane Theater in New York City. Please welcome to the show, Allison Leiby.
with stand-up comedian Allison Livey. We're so excited to have you on the show. Guys, hello, welcome. Hello. I haven't seen either of you in so long. I know. Yeah, I saw you at, um, I like, what's that cool venue in Brooklyn that we just show at? Oh, um, yeah. That fucking... Good God. Good God. What is that? Turks. That? Young Turks. Turks. Turks Caicos. Whatever. <laughs> the Turks. It, it looks like a West, It's Turks Inn. The Turks Inn. Yes. Yeah, it looks like a West Anderson. Fucking place. Yeah. Such a coolest cool place. place. Was that before the pandemic? No, that was after. It that was? was after. Yeah, I yeah, like, yeah. I don't remember yeah. <laughs> Time has no meaning. It does meaning. not matter. It's time all is fake. Yes, I saw you there. And I see. I, I don't know the last time. I, I feel like I see you all the time, but that's because I like, like your tweets. I know. I feel like the same. I'm just like, I'm like, I see Corinne a lot. It's like, on the internet. In my heart. I know everything that's going on. You do. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'm following. I'm yeah, following. We're doing along. stuff. We're seeing each other. Yeah, it's Love hard. It. How are you guys? Uh, great. <laughs> yeah, good. Frizzy, but good. Yes. So, word is... on the streets is that uh, you're doing a show doing about a show. an abortion. About an abortion. About my abortion. Your abortion. My abortion. Um, let's get into it. I know. Sure. I mean, like, the title of your show literally. It's great title. <laughs> Just asking for an appearance on Guys We Fucked. And, yes, yeah, and we truly, wanted to like, have you on for so long. Of the, like just like a perfect <laughs> marriage, but I mean, obviously, guys, not for I went any through a thing. We're not marriage ladies, I don't think. Yeah, no. And then no. I and then I saw it, and I was like, yes, yes, this is the this is the moment. Now we strike. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I guess I mean I guess tell us the origin story. So, so you got an abortion, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had an abortion, and I thought it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> No, but I thought I, I I went through like I I had I was surprised to need one. I was thirty five. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like everyone, every woman, uh, rather is like I feel like this is how I would re- or you ponder how you would react. Yes. Sure. But you know, w- was your reaction and your pondered reaction related? Were they were they close or were they different? I think I like had put out of my mind that it was going to happen because I was over thirty five. I was thirty five years old. I was like, well, if it hasn't happened yet, I mean, there's no way it happens. Now all right. my friends are like struggling to get pregnant. Right. Yeah. Trying to babies and here i was like oops right (laughs) sorry guys i don't want this i don't even want this one do you Um, want a kid ever no okay got it but like the the show kind of delves into kind of how we conflate like motherhood and womanhood and (sighs) our identities are very tied up in that and like look if i had had an abortion at 24 i don't think it would have made me think about all of the things that it did but i like had this and i was like wow this is really I'm. I make a decision every day not to have kids. I mean, I guess not because I would like we didn't use protection when I had sex with that guy. <laughs> so I guess that wasn't a decision. But like, you know, every day, like I live my life as somebody who like does not want children. Still don't want kids today. Still don't want yeah. kids today. Every, yeah. But like this felt like such a like today you really made that choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And kind of what it means to be somebody who is choosing that and like to be somebody who in culture as a woman gets asked like do you want a kid why don't you want a kid like do, yeah, come I was on gonna say, you're gonna want one one day and I'm like I don't know like now I'm almost 40 and I'm like yeah no I'm not like so you I get promise. that you still get that people don't, saying I mean, you'll like, change your mind yeah, yeah. you I, get that but I don't get that interesting but I, I guess I never really said I don't want kids I maybe mm. said that a few times but I, I just don't it's really talk thing. about it because it's I don't, the hardest thing to say in I, gotta show meet is I don't want kids yeah, it's easier yeah. to say I had an abortion that's yeah. so interesting. Is it because of how people react to you or, or because you have some kind of an inner conflict about it? I think like more like cl- like culturally and globally. Like, not, yes. like the, the reaction at the show is always just like very, the audiences have been so good so far for the first week. And I'm just like very thankful that they're like so open to the vulnerability and, and also like to the things that are funny. They laugh like they're not like, hmm. You know? right. It's really like actually a great comedy audience. But I think there's something that's like harder to say. Like, I don't want kids like. I had an abortion. It's like you come in knowing I had an abortion. Right. right. Like right. that's what 
there's no twists. Like, yeah. I did, like I'm not like, and then what happened? Surprise. <laughs> I kept it. His My name son's is Charlie. here, you guys. They do yeah. that on TV all the time, though. They may always make you think they're the characters going to have an abortion, and then they don't. Sex in the City and being I get like, pissed. Every, uh, girls. Oh, girls. Wow. Yeah, every time really I'm like, have you. the fucking abortion. I know. Do yeah. it. I'm like, I'm like, Jenny I'm like, Slight <laughs> did in her movie. Yeah, yes. I'm like eating popcorn. I'm like, have the fucking abortion. Have the abortion. <laughs> like you gotta regret having that kid. Not even just because I want to see it on TV. Because I know. if we can't even show fake people doing it, how the fuck are we gonna accept real people? Doing exactly. It? And like, and and when you do see depictions of abortion, it's always like trauma porn. Not that yeah. those those yeah. experiences are very real, and it's like important that those are reflected back into the culture. But mm -hmm. not everyone's abortion is from like a a traumatic event, right? Or or, or resulted in trauma. Like there, like yeah. I think a lot of women have the experience I had where you were like. That was kind of annoying and I went and did it and I was like, all right, like perfect world. I didn't do that because it's still a medical procedure. Sure. But at the end of the day. Did you opt for the pills or procedure? The, yeah. Cause I definitely every sing I have not yet once heard do the pills. Every woman who's done every the pills is like never every woman do I talked to fucking devil pills. Well, because like you just have to be at home by yourself. Yeah. Doing, and you like, give birth to like you get contractions. And yes. stuff. I'm like, I, this is why yeah. I want an abortion because I don't want that. Yeah. I'm opting out of childbirth. Like right. I don't want to have like the trauma of having a miscarriage on my toilet. Like that yeah. is a terrible Ooh. that. I mean, that is what it is. And like, oh, and I, I guess so. Yeah. And I think that there are people who want their partner there or maybe like are, are terrified of, of procedures. And I understand it. But I'm like, no, put me under. Like, right. I want to go under for a dental cleaning. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be awake for anything. I think, I think also <laughs> my life, for any part of my, my show. life. The, yeah, the subway ride here. I was like, I wish I was out. Yeah. <laughs> I think it also feels less like an abortion when you take the pills or that's what people guess Absolute, ahead of time. I'm sure that people yeah. are like, oh, this will be like a little bit like this is such a like procedure with a doctor and like uh, the pills will be like more of more a like a morning after like a plan yes. B. Yeah. So whatever people feel like, but like I've never spoken to a woman who did the pills who was like oh it was great yeah <laughs> but yeah. everybody i've talked to who had the procedure was like yeah it's so easy when mm -hmm. you went to did you go to planned parenthood yeah to, yeah okay. over on bleaker did they everybody's give you favorite a, the margaret yeah. sanger center oh yeah I love that one. <laughs> did they give you an honest depiction of the pills or were they like which one would you like to do this one or this one you have to answer on the phone when you make the appointment and so she explained them to me and i have like a chunk in the show where i like talk about that explanation and she's like people like this because you could do it in the comfort of your own home and i'm like ma'am i live in a new york city apartment yeah, like nothing in there that is comfortable <laughs> yeah there's roaches and rats yeah it's We're not too small that. to be medical yeah. Um, <laughs> you know? yeah um so she she didn't walk me through like i also like once i started thinking about what it was i was like yeah no also i've had like a million surgeries so like to me oh, okay that procedure is like so low yeah i was like i i just like Current me just had a spinal fusion. Yeah, I was gonna say ago. you had a really serious, yeah. Like so, it's like I don't know, like being out for like thirty minutes while like somebody That's basically like puts a speculum up there. I'm like, yeah. I don't know, like uh, this feels fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, uh, do, were you met with any? How old are you? Oh, you want one? Like, were you met with that attitude at all? No, no? Planned Parenthood nice. was like dope Planned as hell. They yeah. were just like, they were like, yeah, this is what we're here for. This is yeah. what we do. They did yeah. ask me when I was checking in in like this big, um, this isn't in the show, but like as I was like checking in, you go through like four different waiting rooms to go back there. Whoa. And on the first one, um, they were like, and how much money do you make? And I was like, what? I can't say that out loud in this room. Like, not that it's a lot of money, but it is. Um, why would they ask you more that? than it should be for? Is it an like, abortion why? sliding scale? I I don't know. <laughs> I think it's more that they're getting. <laughs> it's like telehealth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I think it's more just so they can be keeping statistics on like, hey, who's here's who gets abortions and here's who uh, like that's whatever. what I was thinking. Yeah, it's not, it, I don't think it was like so we could be like, oh, in that case, like it's going to be eight hundred dollars right. instead of four. Like, but I was just like, I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what everybody else's deal is. Like, don't yeah. make me say like I had just come off of like a good year of television writing. I'm yeah. like, don't make yeah. me say this number out loud. It's yeah. really embarrassing. <laughs> not embarrassing, but like. Oh. It just feels weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not yeah. trying to brag Especially, here. No one's trying to brag here. Yeah. In this yeah. You just like slide a just, piece of paper across. Like write it down. Yeah. I just want this fetus out of me. Can we just do that? Yeah. That was the only thing that I found. But again, like that's just for collecting data. That's not for like Yeah. I think that's anything. more to help the plan- Planned Parenthood organization. Yes. To be like, oh, there are like people in all of these different tax brackets. Like it is not like just right. poor women. It is not just rich women. Like it's everybody. Yeah. And so that's what they wanted. But I was just like, do I have to tell you that? Can yeah. I just write it down? I think yeah. that's like Republicans fault that you had to say that because they, yeah. they, they're they always like, why are we paying for other people's abortions? And, and like, well, number one, you're not paying. For yeah, them. you're not. Yeah. You kind actually of don't. That's what, that, the whole thing is that you <laughs> actually don't ever pay for these. I had to pay for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and thank God we live in New York, though, because there's no protesters outside the clinics. Like there that, were, that would, there, there's, oh, there's a few. I've been to the There's always one. a few old like religious people just like standing across the street like praying. But oh, it's not okay. like that's a, that's non-invasive. It's like not, the gay pride parade when like a couple of the Orthodox guys will always <laughs> come out yes, in June yes. for the walk. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, OK, guys, <laughs> it's like it's like they're not scary, but they're definitely like there. And you're like, OK, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, like that you know I'm going guys. in here. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a strange thing yes. to spend your day doing. I don't understand that. Yeah. Um, it was so hot out. I was like, come on. <laughs> summer. They were wearing full suits. I was like, what are Ew. you doing? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but no, per- yes. New York is like such a wonderful, like, yeah. Bastion of, of liberalism when it comes to reproductive rights, especially. Thank so. God. God. Thank God. Now, and you said you weren't, so you were, you said you had sex with this dude. You weren't using protection. So you weren't on birth control of any kind. No, I have. Or have you ever been on birth control? I used to be on Yaz. Do you guys know? Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Queen for a second. Did you also almost die of a uh, blood clot? Oh, no. I, I almost died of a blood, or I almost got a blood clot from the patch. Uh, yeah. Back hormones in the day. do that. So like back in the, yeah. So I had like a very serious blood clot. And Holy so I was like, crap. No. And you don't know until it's almost gone. Killing yet. you. Yeah. Yeah. How, how'd so, you know? My leg turned purple. <gasps> oh, that, that's a sign. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty obvious. It was also okay. like, it was a lot of things and Yaz was definitely part of it. Wow. So I just was like, no more hormones. Wow. Nothing. What do you have to do when you have a blood clot? What do you, you rush to the hospital? Yeah. They were like, we have to cut off your leg or. Whoa. Yeah. It's like this whole. They shouldn't even have. Oh yeah. my God. And then, and then I did this experimental procedure at Hopkins because they were like, I don't know, you're going to die. So do you want to try this? And I was like, okay. And I did. Whoa. I was 19. You were close to death. Very. So, Extremely. Are you so, you, so because you were smart enough to make the decision to do the experimental procedure, that's why you still have both your legs. That's why I'm still and alive. alive. That's fucking crazy. So what was but the, so then what was Nick cutting your leg off going to do? Well, it would have probably killed me, but they were like, well, <laughs> it's all blood. <laughs> like every all your veins are going to stop working soon because right. like, they're not going to use you need that blood flow. Boo. You need that <laughs> yeah. blood flow. So they were like, well, we could do that, but you're on all these blood thinners. So like you'll probably just bleed out and die on the table. So cool. we'll, we'll do that. But also Sick options. It's, it's like a very it's like a whole other episode. <laughs> like Jesus. Whole, anyway, Yaz was a part of why that happened. And so I was like, no more hormones for me. I'm not doing it. Um, so I've been on like no birth control for like 20 years and it's been fine so far. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Condoms, Did you have mental, um, a mental uh, uh, side effects from the pill or no? 
I was so young and such a fuck up that it's like hard to know what was <laughs> because of what was what was the hormones and what was just my personality and my ability to like move through my life functionally. <laughs> it's oh, funny because you seem so responsible. I, I would I mean, never. I, fuck I up, would leave like, a child with you. I mean, oh wow. Yeah. I mean, don't. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> I wouldn't leave a child so with myself. Compliment. I made sure that that would happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not like fuck up, but like definitely like riding the the teen girl wave of being a psychopath. Mm -hmm. uh, in what way? I mean, I have my yeah. own psychopathic ways, but I mean, what were yours? Just like, like lashing out of my parents, like trying to run away, like try, like just like, nice. you know, just the standard. Like, how, how hard did you try yeah. to run away? Like, did you not actually very, try? Right. Not very. <laughs> I like, like left for an I'm afternoon. I'm gonna leave and come right back. Yep. A couple hours passed <laughs> and I was dick. like, I kind of have no, no, <laughs> plan here. Nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. Yeah. So I was like, everybody, no money. everywhere I would go are people who would just call my parents. So I guess I'll just <laughs> go back home and fight with them and go yeah. to therapy again. <laughs> yeah. Did they have a mental disorder, personality disorder of any kind? Or you just butted heads? No, I mean, it's just, I was just an asshole. Okay. I think. I don't know. Maybe. I was like a depressive teen. Yeah. Only child. Like, I was going to say, are you an only child? Okay. Like, yeah. And like overachiever, the ups and like, you know, like, like, Good at school, sports, yeah. social, yeah. but then just like darkness all the time. Oh. One of those. One yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know those. <laughs> yes. What was your darkness like? What form would it take? Just like thought, like depression. Just like depression. Literally. I went to the um when I went to high school. My high school had the highest suicide rate in the country. Whoa. Which high school is this? Verna Park High School. It's in Maryland. Think. It's like between Baltimore and Annapolis. Okay. Oh, it's between how Baltimore many, and DC. How many suicides? We had like one a year. Wow. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or maybe not one a year, but like, yeah, I think. Like I one wonder year. if there was like, oh, uh, mm -hmm. either the water was fucked up. Like it's there a was really a, water, a plant, power up plant place. It's a nice. It's a place where you show. It's very like Pleasantville. Like you show up and you're like, oh, oh, it's nice here. Everyone's blonde, which like, Ugh. I was that's like, I don't creepy. think that's nice. My yeah. parents and I did not think that was nice. But yeah. on paper, <laughs> it's or always if scary. it was a catalog, you'd be like, I'm interested. Right, um, yeah, right, right. You know, high like high achieving like. People had money, like it, you know. But at the same time, like everybody was really depressed, and there's huh. like this weird, like something vaguely culty Christian undertones, oh. and like as a Jew, yeah, oh. not my fave, right? <laughs> so how did you end up there? Your your parents ended up living there. They, are you they from there originally? No, they're not. But my parents, um, my mom was teaching in Baltimore, and my dad was working in DC. Like okay, both got, and it was just like this is in between the two. Yeah, mm. and it's like a nice place, like good schools, like pretty yeah. house. You can yeah. have a boat, like whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But does your school be having the highest suicide rate in the country? Do they have a program to like combat that? Oh, no. no, no wow. No. no. Like so few. Like I was in therapy and like no one else was in therapy. And oh, I was like, wow. why aren't you guys in therapy? Therapy rules. Right. Well, it's interesting they're because like, therapy's for Jewish people. Yeah, we honestly, don't say do that. They're like, oh, the Jews talk about their feeling. No, they don't say that. That's my voice for them. <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I do think because I, I was I we had a lot of I, I come from a high school with a lot of tragedy, like a lot of like a lot of like people leaving on school trips and dying, a lot of car oh accidents, a lot yeah. of that. So the, it's like I, it's so much so that they say that the school is cursed. Um, <gasps> Oh. But Wait, where uh, did you grow up again? Union, New Jersey. Right. Artie Lang, you know, Ray Liotta. Oh, lot of, yeah. A lot going on. Heavy there. hitters. Yeah. And so I uh, and I always thought it was interesting because like it, it, it was so hush hush when anything like that ha would happen. Like they wouldn't talk about it. Mm -hmm. I don't even really remember. They, they might have uh, like offered counseling for people. I, I think like they did, but it wasn't like it was kind of like on the DL, like, hey, don't talk about this in class. But like, if you need to talk to someone, like get a pass, go down the hall, like keep your fucking mouth shut about oh, it. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think sometimes like uh, their explanation was that 
They didn't want to glorify it uh, or make you some kind of like a celebrity or a hero. And that being said, I was like, I think there's a fine line between not glorifying it and then also just like saying like, this is something that we don't talk about. Like you need to talk about it. And obviously like- You can't like pretend that kids didn't die. That's like insane. You went on a whitewater rafting trip with, you know, a hundred kids and you came back with 99. We need to fucking have an explanation for this. Yeah. Uh Yeah, that's fucked Because then it just was like, it was just circulating as a rumor. Yeah, he drowned. It was just, it was just circulating. Circulating as a, 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 a as a rumor in the school, right? You need at wow. least like an answer, of like this is what happened, so yeah. people can stop like speculating. Yeah, I didn't even know the the. I went to a very big high school, so I didn't so, even know the person who drowned, and I still think about it. I'm 36 years old. I'm still right. thinking about it. Right, Whoa. a lot. I still think about of it course. a lot. Of course, you would. Yeah. Oh, we had assemblies when a kid died. Well, they because it didn't happen that often. We had a big school, but yeah, we just drunk driving sometimes. Oh, we had yeah. an assembly. We're like, this is what we talk about. You know, they would they, make some like cryptic announcement over the loudspeaker when someone died in our school. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember they'd like Johnny's stop. not yeah. coming back. Not not even that specific. No. Vague. Whoa. Very vague. Yeah. Weird. Like yeah. An, yeah like think- there was an incident. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just trying this to remember the, the last pendulums... time someone did it. I just remember like that, like our Spanish class got like stopped and we were all like just in Spanish class sitting silently and like, we were like, what is this? And it's like, yeah, well, someone killed themselves and it's awful and horrific and you are teens and you should understand what's going on because if any of you feel that, we should be we able to talk. help manage it instead sure. of just pretend it's not happening. Right, because then mm-hmm. you're going to feel like you're fucking Ugh. alone and that's what's going to get you to actually kill yourself. Yeah. Oh very, my God, human beings, very man, they dark. still... They still think not talking about something's gonna make it go away, and it only makes the pendulum swing harder the other way. Absolutely, it's crazy. Like abortion. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Um, So you were seeing this guy. You were just fucking. Yeah, it was like an on again, off again. Like just. Do you tell him? Fuck. Nope. Yeah. So yeah, because if it's cash, even the show's out, he still doesn't know it's him. No. Has anyone texted you and been like, "Is it me"? No. Oh, okay. Which I'm like, all right. Oh, come on. You don't care? Nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'd like, be well, like, no one's like, concerned. It might be them. Come on. I don't think that anybody's worried. I think they're like, even if they think it's them, I think they're like, phew. They're relieved. Yeah. They're like, God. thank God. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess like some people could try and get there. There weren't like a lot of players at the time. So like it's like it's a <laughs> right. small circle and right. they're all stupid. So, yeah. you know, it's just like, I don't know if they'll put it together. And if they do, and they if if, if, if you ever asked, I would be honest. Did but it's she, also yeah. just like not. Before you took the test, before you took the pregnancy test, did you know? So I've never had a late period or a pregnancy scare before. Mm -hmm. After all that stupid, unprotected sex for so many years, like it just never happened again, which is another reason why I was like, I don't know, this probably isn't going to happen to me because like it it would have. Like there were times in my life where I was having way more unprotected sex. Raw dog. This was like a one and done. Like it had been a minute and I was like, I'm going to give him a call. Yeah. Uh, And then (laughs) and then like this. And I was like, well. Shit. Shit. Yeah, truly shit. I'm going to get Planned Parenthood a call. Um, I was late and I was like nauseous and I was like, uh, I mean, I got putting the pieces together here. Like, you know, but you don't like I have a joke in the show where I'm like taking this pregnancy test felt like taking a COVID test after a wedding in Florida. You're like, uh, the I test is like, come on. Have it. Like, don't make me tell you. Yeah. You know the answer. Stop like, running away. Turn blue immediately. Oh, like, really? The, pl- yeah. the plus- and alarm went off. Yeah. <laughs> It was like you've been in contact with someone. <laughs> Damn. Oh, wow. <laughs> Truly. Um, so like, yeah, I kind of like knew. Have you ever had like a scare? Uh, no, I've, I've for some reason I've wanted a scare like back in like there's this guy I was dating that was terrible and we broke up because he cheated on me. And I for some reason I was like, I wish I was pregnant. So I had a hook in him, which was such an immature thing. to think. But um, <laughs> I'm like, I would take pregnancy tests <laughs> and I would be like, nope. 
Like I was just like I was disappointed. I don't know why. That, like you weren't some, even late. You were just like yeah, no, you're hoping. Late. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. When I was in college, I always like yeah. I, so let, let just I want to be very clear. A dick has never been in me when I have not been on the birth control pill. That's a good way to be. I, I I'm a psychotic. I have jokes about my worst fear is getting pregnant. Like it's just I just I don't know. It's just like yeah, I just sure. don't want it to happen even at this age. Mm-hmm. And uh, absolutely. And it's so funny because I would still in college like with the first person I was having sex with I would just like always think I was pregnant even though like statistically like almost like impossible and so there was a a, there was a period when I first started having sex where I would like be buying so many uh, pregnancy (laughs) tests and like just going through them in the bathroom but then I was like Corinne you have to stop living like this like you can't have anxiety every time you have sex this is no way to live sex yeah so I just I just said and if you're pregnant you'll handle it you know and then and then I and I relieve myself of that. But there was like a, a couple months there when it was some wild That's, behavior. Well, I remember being in college and like a, a rumor going around that a girl got pregnant and she had been on the pill and they used condoms. Whoa. And I, I'm like, obviously, that's not something that no happens. It's an urban wind, legend. It's, but it's, terrible, like, it was, it's, it's always like, like it's always like two degrees away from you where you're like, I mean, yeah, Lindsay told me that Courtney heard from yeah. Sheila like and you're like. I mean, those are all real people. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I don't think they make it up. And it's like, yeah, but they also might not fact check it. It's like when Beta from My Girl said she got an STD from sitting on the toilet. And you're like, oh, no, (laughs) that can happen. Yeah, it fucking is. It's like we all know Bloody Mary is not coming through the mirror. But like, how many times have you alone said it in the mirror? Like, I'm not testing it. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. (laughs) I don't want to know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So was it something like so you had known, obviously, other people who had gotten abortions? Like how like would you say? Like how many people that would you know that got abortions? I don't think like when I went like I kind of didn't. T- also, I was like traveling for work. I was on tour doing stand up when this happened, oh, so okay. I like couldn't tell anybody around me because I was like, uh, it's just not their business. We were yeah. like moving toward. You don't like, want to talk about it. You're yeah, like, I already know what I'm going to do. Somebody was shooting a special, and I was like, I can't like make this about me. It's yeah, not. Yeah. This is not about me. <laughs> I mean, this is about me, but yeah. like this trip is not about sure. me. Sure. Um, and I just. I, none of my close friends have had one. Mm. And like now that I have like had one and talk about it and now I'm talking about it very publicly all the time, um, <laughs> people have like con- like told like me, they're me like, too. oh, I had one. And yeah. like also like total strangers and like sure. all yeah. that, which yeah. is like wonderful and I love it. I think yeah. it's great. Um, you're but like, oh, I didn't fuck, know a lot of motherfuckers been having abortion. Before I did it, and going into it, no one I knew. So like no one, and I used to be an activist for Planned Parenthood and I still nice. was like, how does this work? What do you do? Right. What well, is it? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's much different when I, ha- think, I think when it happens to you. Yeah, it's like this theoretical thing. Mm-hmm. Like even if you're just like the biggest supporter, like you just don't know until yeah, you have you, it. And then after, you have like, to do it. And they, so they knock you out? You got knocked out? For the procedure? They were like, you can get knocked out. And I was like, it is crazy that people are not I getting wouldn't. it. I wouldn't. I don't know. I'm a control freak. It was That's the easy. It's like I they play like, a prank on you. They leave the baby in there, and they're like, <laughs> they were so they were so they were just That's like a yeah, woman's this is, prank show. That's, That's funny. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. We didn't give you an abortion, but we made you think we did. Gotcha, Holy shit. <laughs> now you got this kid. Um, yeah. um, it's like it's the whole procedure takes like seven minutes. Like it's oh wow, ve- it's very fast. Yeah. Um, it's I like think like, your wisdom to that from like the in and out. Like I think like you know the prep. It's like thirty minutes. I think wow. Um, that you're under, but you're not even fully under. You're just like kind of. Oh, you're out of it. So you're like 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 twilight. So you don't remember it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, 
Oh, you're so you not don't like remember fully. Their... Okay. Yeah, so you're not like fully like in like full anesthesia. Like, all right, is she alive? Like, but yeah. it is. Did they have to? I don't remember anything. I just remember like being like, bye bye. And then like waking <laughs> up and be like, I feel amazing. And like walked out of there and it was great. Nice. Did you have a friend come with you to walk you or did you just leave the abortion clinic after your abortion? You have, if you do, if you do the procedure, they make you have somebody like go home with you, but right. no one's allowed like into the waiting room where just the abortion, like where just the abortion services girls are. Uh-huh. Um, For safety? Because people I are fucking I think it's for safety. Psychos. And also like, I don't know. It's just like, it's already, even if you don't really care about what's happening to you it is just an intense vibe in there yeah. like even also like everybody's vibe when i was there at least was very like this is not how i wanted to spend my saturday <laughs> like just right. very like annoyed <laughs> um which is but and, like there's a waiting room on the street level where like just like the main Planned Parenthood entrance and there's just like a bunch of guys down there in flip-flops waiting <laughs> oh man <sighs> so like my friend like she was like i'll come like text me when you're done and i'll come meet you and we can go back to your place and, okay have edibles and watch TV. Oh, that's nice. Okay, that's but, yeah, yeah. Because like, what do you do after your abortion? Like, I guess you go yeah. binge watch something on Netflix. Here's or the most devastating part to me mm-hmm. is that after you have an abortion, you do bleed for a few days, like your like period style, and you can't wear tampons. You have to wear pads. Mm-hmm. You those I'm, not a, I'm not a pads girl. I don't like pads. I'm, a, I'm a tampon girl. Oh, so like, me I too. Was, and me I was too. leaving the next day for Miami for oh, a week for Miami work, for work. Oh, and I was like, my god, you can't part, wear a pad in Miami. For the most part, I was just like sitting in an air conditioned hotel room doing right. work. So I was like, that's fine. But I was like, I also like want to go to the beach. Want to go to the beach when I have like a minute. And yeah. So I would just like put on my bathing suit and like run from my room to the beach and just get in the water. Just try to beat it. <laughs> have have you ever tried period underwear? I really want to. It wouldn't have solved the swimming. But no, like, no. I do want to try. Do you guys use it? Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I love, love it. Oh, my, it's I so it. soft on my vagina. Do you have a brand too. you like? I, I don't um, know if like they're all. Like, Stinks is one of them, and then there's and then another one that there's we a got. Dear Kate or something. Yeah. I've never oh, yeah. used one that I didn't like. They're all okay, kind of cool. similar quality. They're all, they're all so, the same thing, right? I wish real underwear was that soft. Yeah, so soft. Cause it, well, because it reminds me because it, it it it's made of the same fabric of a of bathing a pe- suit. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So it's very similar. You just have to be gentle with it because a lot of times they'll try to put like lacy like rims and stuff on like, it, and I'm always like that. pulling it up and like put my I don't thumbs need lace going through it on my period underwear. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. like I'm good. Don't make me. <laughs> can exactly. I not be fuckable be for one second? Ugh. Um, how do how <laughs> what is your um? Do you masturbate? A lot? Oh yeah. So how long after your abortion were did you get horny again? Or were you like, probably like once? Because you definitely, like, I will say, I personally, I have no idea what everybody's body does. But, sure. like, you know, the first few days, like, it's very, like. A little sore. It kind of, you know that feeling when you pull out a tampon and it's a little too dry? Oh, do I It ever. kind of feels like that. Yeah. That's like a. That's, oh, So it's not, like, sucks. crazy painful. But yeah. it's also not, like comfortable yeah so it kind of felt like that for a little so like you know you're just like not in the mood to like deal with anything from like tits to wait like you know yeah tits down um because <laughs> when something when something's awry with your vagina it's like you you're can't, not like i can't wait to touch it everything's <laughs> off yeah 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 let's put something electronic down there yeah no. yeah um probably a week or two after nice like i don't it wasn't like months of just like I don't know how I could ever have sex again. I was just like, oh, I want to have sex with somebody different and not that and probably not ever do that again. And we'll be more careful. (laughs) Yeah, I was I was going to ask. So you never had sex with that guy again? Or did you? I Ah, think I did one more time. Yeah, I think there's like a long time. And in the middle of it, right before he was going to come, were you like, surprise, I got pregnant, but I got I think I thought about saying something at some point and I was like, truly don't need yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> not- yeah, because it, if it's to the point where, one, you don't know him terribly well and you're yeah, not like it's intimate. not like we were ever going to debate like, should we be and- together? Like that was like mm-hmm. never on the table. The, it was the always just like, this is yours. just fun. And yeah. Yeah. And also I was like, I don't know, like, 
my it guess, wouldn't have been about there, it. It, like to me i was like the best case scenario is he would be like okay cool great and it's like okay well then why do we even have to have this conversation like yeah. I, it just feels like unnecessary and like the worst case scenario wouldn't happen which is like him being upset and i was like well what am i doing then like yeah. this just feels like an unnecessary but i understand why there are other people who might move through that differently than i did yeah because well because it's an interesting conversation because i mean I'm, I'm sure i can imagine like not that we're going to clip this section but like if see <laughs> we clip this we put this on instagram sure. i know the exact comments that we would be getting from oh, for men sure. and like they How do feel like they have a right to know and like listen yeah. uh, obviously you have a right to know about a being that is like created but for me it's like like when you get an abortion it's so far away and i know lots of religious people and other people would argue but for me it's sure. so far away from being a human being it's just like what are we even talking about here? Yeah, like, do you want me to report back every time I get my period after we have sex? Like, to me, like, that, right. it was, like, that much of, like, a Well, and also, thing. too, people, right. people who are so anti-choice in, in the way that we, are, you know, see often, you're projecting something. You're projecting your need for control or yeah. something. Like, it's because every, everything's always a projection, especially when you're so emotionally heated like that. And abortion and infidelity are two of the topics that yeah. just get so much fucking heat. Yeah. And it's because it's like this funnel for your feelings you didn't fucking deal with. For like a lot of people, like for somebody to stand outside a clinic and and yeah. and, and, and and be nosy about somebody else's decision is yeah. insane. Change it just doesn't affect you, so I don't see why. Like, I don't care what you do. Yeah. Do whatever you do, as long as it doesn't hurt me personally. Right. Or someone else, then yeah. fine. But I guess the someone else is a question that, for them, yeah, yeah, yeah. that that's yeah. someone else. I don't think it's someone else at all, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Now, was it a... So, obviously, I'm guessing you've had a... a because of the show, at the very least, had a conversation with your parents about it? So, I did um, that kind of the... I don't want to give away the the back end of the show where there actually is a twist, but it is mm -hmm. about talking to my mom. And I have talked mm -hmm. to my mom about it. And like now she's like you know, she was she was never upset about it. She's like been a NARAL donator, like mm -hmm. donor, like her whole like I have the shirt she wore for the March on Washington in 1992 Whoa. for abortion rights. Um, so like so she's, she's probably like, hell yeah, Elsie, yeah. get that abortion. She's very, this, right. very, very, very like uh, like <laughs> she was just mad I hadn't told her about it. And like I waited several months and yeah. she was like, oh, I wish you had just told me about it when it happened. And I was like, I don't know. I was like traveling for work. And she's like, OK, <laughs> it's like <laughs> sure. not the answer. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, to me, like it kind of also like solidified like what the show is about, which is about just like talking about it more. Like I felt bad that I didn't tell my mom about it because like mm. she is somebody who was very supportive and yeah. loving and like understands exactly why I would do that. So yeah, yeah. I, don't, I understand it though. I mean, it's like, it's because to me, it's under the umbrella of, you know, sexuality and, and like at 35, you're not really having a lot of sit down talks yeah. with your mom. I don't about, really talk I mean, to my parents about like sex and relationships in general. Same. I, I think that they think I've like not ever, like, I think that they're like, she hasn't dated in 15 years because she just <laughs> talk, doesn't bring it up to us. And I'm like, no, just not everyone who's sticking around. You know, right. like, no one you need to know about or meet. Yeah, well, that's not, the thing. I'm like, she hears about it on this show and she's like, why didn't you? And I go, because I have, a, this is how I make money. Yeah. I go, it's not like I'm like itching to talk about it, honestly. Yeah. I'm like not a vulnerable person at all. I don't know why I do this. Yeah. But you know, just, <laughs> this is ridiculous. You just don't have to share stuff. I don't know why I do this. <laughs> it's a ridiculous idea. So funny. And now we're too far in. Yeah. So. No, you've committed. <laughs> <laughs> you made your choice. <laughs> and sometimes you're you keeping it. <laughs> don't feel like sharing. Like sharing is not going to do anything. Like if you don't yeah. need to, then yeah. Yeah, it's don't. like I'm close with my parents and we talk about lots of things, but like right. sex and dating has never been 
really like I know girls who are like very close with their moms yeah who have that and I'm just like Mm. no I am very close with my mom I just would rather talk about other things and also or other people yeah like that's my favorite (laughs) (laughs) let's shit talk mom yeah yeah I just like don't I don't know and I I just kind of like tell my family I'm like don't worry about me I literally always have a boyfriend which is true I just don't (laughs) know like I just don't it's just not like when when you if you need to know about someone I'll give you a heads like I won't get married and not tell you right you know if we're moving in together you'll have (laughs) met him yeah at some point right like beyond that I just don't see like in the last 15 years have you had a long-term relationship no it's been like you know here and there it's like let's try this out kind of like dating but never like you know exclusive in any way and yeah it's been fine is it something that you're interested in or I think the thing is like I'm like such an outdoor cat now that like I feel like I've really like (laughs) I'm like I'm 38 and like I have a really nice life and I'm like ooh, I don't really see how someone else fits into this I've really right they're gonna have to really really show up yeah you're gonna have to like fit into like a whole thing that I've done here which is like this is where I live I'm not traveling that's how men do it that's not how how women do it yeah like and I don't want somebody coming over to my apartment all the time and fucking it up it's very clean (laughs) right (laughs) and I don't trust men (laughs) to be clean or in any (laughs) kind they don't adapt yeah don't adapt. I They've mean, never been asked to. Yeah. yeah, I think you can ask them to. Well, that's why I, mean, I think you can. Yeah, I think you, can you can ask, ask Gen Z but they to. Won't, but they won't do it without the formal request. Mm, right. Like, no man is going to be like, "Hey, why don't I work around your schedule?" If you're like, "Hey, I do this," so you figured out, they'll be like, "Okay, yeah." Like mm-hmm. if they want to stick around, but I like, I like the idea of a long term relationship. I don't know. I mean, right now, also my life is like wild because it's like oh every single night of the week i get on stage and talk about my abortion that i had with somebody else do you yeah. want to get in on this like yeah. It's yeah. Just like, <laughs> yeah. but if it makes money then it's like we did it um, yeah <laughs> and it, hopefully it will um so like i don't know i it, you know i'm just like open to have you ever had unrequited love no nice i think, I, I think i've yeah, had like that's awesome yeah that shit sucks i've had like things where it ended and like i was definitely the one who wanted more than the other person okay but not like in a way where it carried on for more than like two or three months of being like mm, this kind of sucks oh okay like, okay of course like yes yes i have felt bad yeah <laughs> let me tell you i felt bad a lot but I, I don't feel like there was someone where i was like God, that away. really should have. We real. I really wish we could have made that work. Like, yeah. I don't really think that there's been anyone. Like, everything nice. that has has not worked out, which I guess is everything, um, <laughs> has like, it, especially like with distance from it. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah that makes that's sense. like definitely not the right thing for me. And yeah. I've learned like different things that I want more from that, and things I like want to take from it, and yeah. and things I would love <laughs> to leave over there. <laughs> and with the decision to not have kids, did you? Like, I, it is so annoying because people ask you all the time, like, you're missing out on something huge. And, like, it was funny. We just had Mike Cannon on uh, before you. And we, Such he a was cute talking little about, kid. Yeah, his I was talking about his so wife's pregnancy. Cute. And it sounded like the experience of childbirth, that's the only thing that I'm disappointed to be missing out on. The uh, raising a child, no. You not. want to you want to experience childbirth? Yeah, it's not it's childbirth specifically or pregnancy and childbirth. Um, uh, but b- I guess both of those things. It, it would just be seems... kind of cool to even though like I guess I've had it on a very very tiny scale. Like right. cool to be like, what does it feel like? Yeah. It just seems like this really cool thing that like you know. So you're like, oh okay, only a certain group of people can do this. This is fucking badass. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. so badass. I, I love this, and it feels like kind of like a, a superpower that you're not using. Totally. That being said, I can think of about a thousand other reasons why uh not to have 
have a kid, uh, both for myself personally and, and for the, the world at large. Yes, I you mean, know, huge. Yeah. Um, not to mention that, like doing this show, I feel like I, I've said many times before, I have you know thousands of daughters all over the United States and, <laughs> and Canada that. and everything. So like, there's nothing that I'm going to get out of it. And also, and like this is another thing that we talk about a lot. Like I had a nice childhood, and I think a lot of people who want to have kids are trying to redo, redo. a childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, not only am I not interested uh, in redoing a childhood, I would fail in comparison to my parents. I agree. There's no way I could do as good of a job as they did. I, I, I'm already starting too late. Like even if I had a oh, kid yeah. today, I'm starting too late. I don't have I don't have the manpower, or the bandwidth to do it. Yeah. Um. And so it's like I'm not trying to set out for failure. That's not my thing. No, I'm same you know? boat. Had a great <laughs> had a great childhood. Had incredible, loving, supportive parents. Had had the kind of childhood where like. If we wanted to do something and we were able to do it, I'm an only nice. child. My, like it's like, yeah, we took trips. We yeah. like I went to do sports camps. I did all the things that like nice. Like there wasn't anything where I was like, yeah, we didn't get to do that. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, well, I don't think I could provide somebody with that at this point. Also the world too, is very different. Yeah. And, uh, you managed to create both of you guys have created lives for yourself where you do cool shit. You make good money and you're like, why would I ever fuck this up? Yeah. Yes. I also have a brother who I think is going to have a, a kid with. Oh, see. So, and that's the best. Yeah, I have a brother who has a kid. See, I'm an only awesome. child, and I think that my parents want to be grandparents. Like, I mean, I think. <laughs> Do they I say know that? All the time. Um, <laughs> and I think that that's like. There's a rumor. Well, maybe that's probably yeah. what went into you not telling your mom right away, because you're like, yeah. And Ugh. that's kind of like where the show lands is like kind of we act like choosing not to have kids is this mm. like zero cost, selfish, like, yeah, and then you just live your life and there's no like negative side like as, yeah maybe you're lonely and you don't have a fam but it's like no there's like real cost to choosing that and like to me it's like depriving my parents of something that they really want and I love my parents but mm-hmm, right. I also can't have a kid just so that like my mom can be a grandmother yeah which is like devastating because oh, I, sure like, I wish people, I could do that for I, I, you sure know, I, yeah. I, I, I surmise that a lot of people have kids for their parents I, I, so I imagine too. if you're, you're under your parents spell especially like yeah you can easily like want to please them by having a kid and you're like oh that sucks to be that kid yeah Yikes. Yeah, I, I definitely think I've put more thought into not having a kid than most people have put into having a kid. I agree. 100%. Yes. 100%. Well, you have to like actively choose both of them. It's crazy. Like, it's not like this is the negation of choice. Like, it's not like I was like, oh, I forgot to have a kid, so I'm not going to have one. <laughs> right. Did they like, ask right. you questions, any type of counseling type questions about your decision or were they just like, cool? At Planned Parenthood? Yeah. No, there. Were, I think... There, there's a few questions they ask like during the sonogram where they're just like, do you want to know if it has a heartbeat? Okay, okay, but, like, okay, okay. You can kind of just be like, no, no, right. Um, which is what I was that. like, no, um, don't care. But uh, I don't remember there being any kind of like lifestyle or like therapeutic questions about okay. like making choices or anything like it's that. Wild, it's wild. Just kind of like walk in, do it. They were super nice, and I left. That's awesome. I fucking love playing Parenthood. That's a great vibe. They I like good cookies and ginger ale afterwards. Oh, like that's really... so cute. Yeah, it's like giving blood. Oh, I'm of. sure you. So you said you were an activist. You were you were uh, like a volunteer. Um, yeah. Uh, escort. Or... Uh, I did escorting once, but then I was mostly like I work like when I first moved to New York and I like had a job before I did comedy and I was like, how do you do things here? How do you make friends? Like yeah. who do I talk to? Yeah, volunteer. I just had my college friends and. Those relationships are a little codependent. <laughs> um, and so I was like, I need some, I want to do some stuff in the city. That's like why I live here. And so I joined the activist council. So we organized like fundraisers oh, cool. and like events and stuff like oh, that. Activist council? Yeah. I looked that up. That it was fun. great. It was really fun. I met a lot of really nice people and they were like, you know, we threw parties and. 
That's amazing. I, well, so I didn't realize. No, I, didn't really, I did get like a huge education about what abortion is from it. I mostly yeah. was like, how do we get money yeah. uh, for this? So, get that paper. Get that paper. Um, I, I I learned through Liz Winstead and her mm-hmm. um, her her activism efforts for yeah. uh, pro pro choice about these those clinics that fuck. And there's one in Philly that I mm. I, I pass. They're like so deceptive. The T in the in the one of the words is a cross. That's how usually how you know. Yeah. And they 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 you know welcome you in under the impression that you have options, and they're like you know basically telling you you're gonna go to hell if unless you pick certain options. I'm like yeah. fuck. When I learned about those, I was like, damn, <laughs> that's manipulative as shit. Yeah, I wish I'd walked into one of those because I would be like, you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. But of course, there are lots of people who easily could be swayed and are vulnerable in the moment of needing abortion. So I'm just like, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> truly, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get yeah. the fuck out of my face. How dare you like try and convince me to do anything else yeah it's also so it's so infant uh it, it's like sh- it's treating women like infants because yeah. uh it's saying like that we haven't put uh a lot thought. of thought into mm-hmm. this or that we haven't we don't know what this means like right and and kind of like you said like it, an abortion doesn't have to be a traumatic experience for everyone i think there are some people and i actually might even be one of those people who like if i had if I got pregnant and I think that's probably why I'm like so it is my biggest fear because I think I might have a hard time totally. having one even though I don't want a kid you don't know until it yeah. happens and that's why like it's so important to just like give people all of the information and options and present abortion in all of the ways like in pop culture and in like actual information mm-hmm. all of the ways it can go because like you can be like dead set on being child free but right. still have emotional trauma attached to having an abortion yeah or, or you could be like me where you're like i mean get this thing out of me yeah or i mean again there's people who seek abortion for much more traumatic experiences oh, who are and, raped or my pe- good yes, god and like and people who are in abusive relationships mm-hmm. and people who or who the abortion itself is not the problem but access is the problem and mm. it, you have to take out a loan so you could go overnight to a state that'll let you do it or right. like or you you know again like you don't have the money you're like you don't live in a state that has like that, you know, you have to go through Those millions programs. and millions of like not millions, but like tons of protesters outside who are yelling at you and making you feel yeah. bad. And like in a moment where that's not going to help or you yeah. have to choose between like going to college and and, right. and and pursuing a career in your dream or raising a child. Right. Like, you could want to do both. You could right. be older and like not really in the position. You could just be financially like not ready, but like mm-hmm. also kind of at the end of your fertility or not. But like there's just so many ways. And mm-hmm. I we really only present like. One or two paths. And it's like, there's many, which is why I was like, I want to tell this story of how, I don't know, if you're 35 and you don't want kids and you don't have a ton of emotional trauma associated with what's happening, here's a way that it goes. And that's good to hear. It's like, we need to hear from people who've had these experiences. It's like, it doesn't have to be the end of the world. Yeah. And like, I, you know, I, I talk a bit about like just the emotional journey in the show and I've talked to like other women and my director and stuff and a lot of people who are like, yeah, I thought, and I thought this too, that like I would leave and feel something. Like you, because like we Guilt or we talk regret. about abortion as being like the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the, it's like, oh my God. It's when we talk about it, it is at a 10. Yeah. And then I left and I was like, okay. Like I yeah. personally, the I biggest and then thing you was... feel bad that you don't feel bad because mm-hmm. our culture teaches you and imprints on you like 
you should feel bad for what you just did. And it's like, why? No, I shouldn't. No. Yeah, I think and that's the only reason like, like we let it happen be- is because like, like it's like that's like why abortion like is even legal is because like they were they were like, OK, well, if you feel really bad about it and we make it into this big thing and like you are never going to do it again and like right. you're so sorry and it was a huge mistake, then we'll let you do it. You right. know, it, it feels like it does feel that way. It's tra- almost like so there's some kind of like a transactional thing going yeah, on. Yeah, I feel like I'm supposed to apologize right. or like mm. say that I've changed and it's like, no, no. I'm I'm more dead set in not having a kid now than ever because I could see that this option exists. Right. Like, which is mm. very bad. Not that I'm gonna like use it as birth control, but also like who cares if I did? Like right. doesn't it doesn't matter. It, yeah, yeah. It's not like for anybody's you It's know. just plain nobody else's business. Exactly. Did anything surprise you about the about how you felt about it or the process in general? Did anything take you by surprise? No, I would say like going through it was, I mean, getting a sonogram, I just like didn't realize that would be part of it. Yeah. But they, they, it is routine. If you're doing the procedure, they do yeah. it. Well, they have to, to verify like, that. They have to see like, you know, how far along you are, I guess, right. is why they do it. And I'm like, right. all right. But I guess that's, again, data collecting and like being able to present the full picture of what abortion is. Um, No, you do have to be there all day in a way that I like really? never got an answer for what you have to like. like when she was when? like, She was like, the procedure takes like seven minutes, but you have to be there for four hours. <laughs> Four hours? Why? I don't know. And oh I God, don't it's know like an if early, that's... unnecessarily early call time. I, Come yeah, because it was like, I. so I did the like eight to noon chunk. Yeah. I think it, it seems like it's like if you change for if you change your mind. Yeah. And I don't want to like assume that because sure. I have no idea like what Planned Parenthood operates under. and per, But like it does feel like there's a reason for it. And I can't figure out what it is. Mm. It's like we can take it out, but we can't put it back in. Yeah, True. it's like definitely. Yeah, but it's like call that guy. To but it's back. not like they're spending all this time like talking to you. You're just alone in a waiting room ah. with like your phone. And like they have like a phone charging station because they know you're there. But like <laughs> it's not like someone's like walking you through it or it's just this very strange unnecessary it's like an hour of sitting and then like you get like you know some medical quest you know how many drinks do you have a week and i'm like 40 and they're like okay Um, (laughs) we're glad you're here we're glad you're you're in the right place Um, (laughs) and you get weighed or whatever and then and they get just some general blood pressure and stuff and then like you wait for another hour and are you in the waiting room with other women yeah okay but everybody's just looking around like we're all nice. there for the same reason. Like we're all there. We got rights, yeah. And like you know, it was a it was a huge swath of all different kinds of women. Just yeah. like a lot of like New York ladies trying to get this done before they like go have a Saturday night. Like it was just such a great. Like I was like, That's I'm sure beautiful. that there are people there that that had you know different feelings about course, the experience sure. than I did. But like, it's just a lot of Group people of like in gals. leggings on their phone. Yeah, <laughs> like it just yeah, truly. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, ugh, none of us want to be here, but we're all happy we are. Did yeah. doing the show, doing a show publicly about abortion attract any um, ant, uh, uh, anti-abortion actors? Not yet. There hasn't been a ton of press yet. So like part of me is okay. like, that's coming. And like, yeah. and I've seen like, you know, I, I mean, like, what are they going to do? Yeah, it's there. So, so there's one thing that I do know happened. So some guy. Um, it's he, always a fucking it's always guy. guy. Calls Why? Himself a, you don't have a womb. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Stop. Calls himself a playwright. Um <laughs> a funny way to introduce <laughs> some guy who calls himself a playwright it's like so because i gotta i because i have like a google alert for the show and everything like that yeah. just to like see if anything pops about it and i got this like fox news thing and i was like oh, oh no <laughs> um some guy like saw that my show was like existed um or was coming and so he wrote also he apparently paid for tickets and came on the first night nice. didn't, do, didn't do anything but like he came okay so it's like You've already paid into this, buddy. Mm-hmm. Right. He wrote he wrote a play that's supposed to go up for a oh, week. Is it a, um, is it a response piece? <laughs> it is. It's so my show is called Oh God, a show about abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, his show was called 
Oh Gosnell, the truth about abortion. Gosnell is the name Whoa. of a doctor who was doing some pretty like uh, not good. I don't really actually know much about the story, but a doctor who was like arrested, I believe, for like you should buy tickets to his for show. the abortion practices that he was doing, which are not the norm. Like he was like, right. it was obviously very fucked up, and like of course there's always going to be like people within any thing that are going to be that ruin it. Yeah, ruin it, ruin the fun for the rest. So of I us. guess he yeah. was like doing this show that was he had written this show that was a, a lot amazing. of just transcripts from a the court proceedings of this guy's like trial wow, what which a were playwright what a talented real, yeah i know playwright. You, you really wrote something you here fucking <laughs> thief. select all copy paste um but i guess it was like it's so like it's the court proceedings for like a pretty brutal case and so <laughs> yeah it's super no, i kind of want to see this wait what did, what did he do like what did that doctor do like was was he I, giving botched abortions on purpose he was, he was just fisting ladies and going and taking their head uh, out of the baby out with my hand that's I believe the third the option ab they don't tell you about the abortions were not the problem it was like the the, the way that the, after? the way that the fetuses were being discarded was like very not what any how was they being people. discarded? I, I, I refused to read about it. For that. Yeah. <laughs> I refused to read about it. It was I I, I know it involved like Splish, some splash. really. <laughs> Sorry, some really gross uh, and 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 horrific things. But again, it's like we're talking about fetuses. Like, what, who cares? Yeah. Um, I should. That sounds terrible. But like, you know what I mean. It's like yeah. the I think the women were fine. Yeah. Um. So that's the most important. That's the more it, they're the fetuses are going to have a bad day no matter what. Exactly. It's a fucking abortion, okay? It's so like, not who cares go well what happens the fetus. Yeah. after? Yeah. So anyway, so this guy like made he wrote he wrote a play in quotes that uses the transcripts from the court case, and they're so graphic because it's a court case, and they're going oh through like what we happened. Gotta go to this play, Corinne. So no, so the theater shut it down oh, because damn. they did they did it. He didn't provide them with the script until like <laughs> the day before, and they were like. They were like, it is like not okay for anyone in our theater to have to hear this. And like also like Wait. this puts our staff in jeopardy. So they shut Whoa. down the play. And now he's claiming that like because my Freedom show exists oh. and his he's like safety is the new censorship. And it's like he's, this whole thing. And I'm like, keep going, buddy. Keep going. Do something he's crazy. He's digging his own grave, man. But it's like man. he paid for tickets to my show. <laughs> right. He doesn't I realize he's in it. his own way so hard. Yeah. Wow. I know. He so. just was is dedicated to being ignorant so now like fox news wow. is like oh like this lady can do her abortion show but like <laughs> this Sit guy press. can't do i'm like i'm like keep talking about it guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow okay, guys, that's so fucking wow. funny oh my Shit, god i'm bummed that the play doesn't exist i know i mean i, I guess really... you could just like look up the court proceedings because yeah. it's the same and, thing. Just read them. and just read them i want to look up this guy you yeah i forget what his name is yeah gosnell's the name of the doctor the doctor but i don't know the play i'll google the fox oh you'll find it yeah you'll find it and it's so funny. <laughs> so for the team, Amazing. so you have you have Alana Glazer producing. Yeah. And so can you talk about like and oh why gosh, you chose the so director cool. that you chose, how totally. this team came together? So it's just like it kind of came together like perfectly. Um, Alana and I are like good pals and I've like worked with her on a bunch of other things. And when we were putting this together, it's like you need you know everybody was like yeah you're not like a name and I was like really it's like of course I'm not like I know that like I'm not like you know like I'm not famous like I know I'm not famous but like you you kind of need a name and like somebody to present this in a way that like you know Edelman has Berbiglia and mm -hmm. Jacqueline had Natasha Leone and like mm -hmm. it kind of is a common practice for these off-Broadway shows to like throw, so Amy Schumer presents yeah, yeah, yeah Amy Schumer, right yeah, yeah Kevin Hart present like yeah, it's like exactly. that happens a lot in comedy and definitely in off-Broadway so 
But we're friends and she's, I mean, like, she was who I was on tour with when I got pregnant. Oh, lovely. I told her after the fact. And she was like, why didn't you say something? I was yeah, like, I was like, her of all people, like, yo, tell me, girl. Yeah, she was yeah. like, she was like, I, I was like, I was like, there was a lot going on on that <laughs> bus. Like, I did not want to make it about me. And I just wanted to, like, lie down and be nauseous by myself, um, which <laughs> yeah, is what was fair. happening. Yeah. Um, so she was, like, on board from the jump and was like, this is so great. I love this so much. And it's, like, so fun that she, like is a new mom and I think that there's like a fun element of like her presenting this that does give it some like credibility in that sense of like it's not just like a bunch of like angry feminists who hate babies it's like no like here's a woman who like just had a baby but values motherhood yes who like her yes and like understands like that it's choice so I think that that like frames it really nicely yeah it does um and then my director I originally wanted like I was like, I want a big fancy comedy name. And it's like, those people were all busy and this is like not enough of a budget to get them to change their plans. Um, and uh, just like whatever, you 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 guys know how it works. Yeah, you sure. like go yep. after a bunch of people, nobody can really do it. Yep. And then like, my mm. agent was like, I think a theater director is actually what you want. And I was like, it's not a play. Like, I don't know why, you know, what that's for. Like, I don't know the world of theater. I don't even know how to evaluate if someone is good at their job or not as a director because I don't see theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I met with like one or two people who were great and so talented, but I was like, this is just like not my vibe, like a little, a little theatery. Um, <laughs> I hear you. Which is just not me. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm not, I have no performance background before I did stand up. Like I have no yeah. association with theater or plays or music or anything. Um, so the theatery vibe is kind of jarring, would be jarring. Yeah. yeah. I was it's just a like, lot. And yeah, I was just like, lot. I don't want someone to take, you know, I had written a version of this that like has evolved and it's still kind of 75, 80% the same as it was before I got my director. And I was just like, I don't want someone to turn this into like an important, like I'm wearing a beret and smoking in a black box theater, like talking about rights or something. I am my womb. Yes. <sighs> yeah. I was like, yeah. that's in my mind. Like that's what a yeah, the SNL solo show is. Of the fucking yeah. black box theater kids. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was like, I was like, I don't want someone to make it this. And so yeah. then when Lila was available, everybody was like, hold on. This woman is never available. She works more than anybody else. She is like the darling of the New York City theater scene. She does like interesting, cool stuff. She's your age. She like lives down the street from me. And I'm like, okay, great. I'm like already on board. Um, (laughs) But we like like, met over Zoom, like just to be like, have a meeting and see like if it kind of like works. And we ended up talking for a half hour, just like off the, before we brought up the show. Cause we just started talking and we're just like in a groove. And then she was like, cards on the table. Like, I just want to do this with you. So you tell me. And I was like, oh yeah, no, we're done. Like this is it. Um, And she's like, So she's the kind of person who like, she's like, I, she's not trying to write jokes, but also she wrote a joke for the show that is so good. And I'm like, God damn it. You're good at this. (laughs) Cause she's not trying. She's like, this is the thought. I was like, oh, okay. That's the joke. Great. Thanks, Lila. You're so good at this. Um, But like, you know, just being like, oh, we talk about your mom a lot at the end. Maybe we talk about her a little more at the beginning too, so that there's payoff. Here's maybe the kind of picture you want to paint of her go off it like she does want she does not want to write it for me she's like yeah. here's what i think would help and then she's been helping with with the performance of it which like it's stand up but there's also like these kind of big chunks throughout where it's just like vulnerability with the audience and like kind of talking through my thought process yeah mm-hmm. so she's been amazing and now i'm like oh, oh i never want to not have a director when i do comedy again yeah having yeah. a director it makes all the difference like i remember like years ago when i did my show it's like i always thought of a and i mean i, I literally went to school to be a director so i obviously like i have, I have a BFA you understand the value in directing yes. but even that so, sometimes you think like i can do it myself and as, even as someone who has a degree in directing yes i still need a director all the totally. time um or most of 
the time. I, we, I did direct our special, so didn't have a director I then. Mean, uh, incredible. And also congratulations. But thank yes. you. But like, yeah, when I, I, like, I feel like I wrote a good show and then my director made it a great show. That's, yeah, and you don't exactly. even see, like, I, like I, I think had I presented what I had wrote, written, written and just as sure, I, I'm sure like it, it, you could present what you had written and it would have been, it been good. It, great. great. No one would even have known. No. But then there's all these little things that they point out and you go, oh, wow. Because you just need someone else's eyes yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, your brain you can't, can't be thinking of every Even watching element. a video yeah. of yourself, you can't really, it's not the same. Yeah, because you look no. at your, you judge yourself in a totally unique way that only you will judge yourself yes. for. And it's usually harsher than how other people judge you. Absolutely. A lot of times. That's so great. I love that. And I get, I yeah. just like love that so many women were involved in it. And it's like all, I, uh, my producers who like are like the producers of the show who like got us to Cherry Lane. Like it's a woman and a man, but he's like amazing. No ego. And then nice. everybody else is a woman or a non-binary person. And it's mm-hmm. awesome. And the energy, like everybody's also like in their like 30s and early 40s. And like, awesome. super, like everybody like has the same interest. So like we get, I get to the theater and everybody's like, they're like, should we get fancy lemonades from Jack's wife? And I'm like, mm, yes. Like, yes. Just like everybody's like on oh the same God. page. Like, it's like I'm your like, adult kids. <laughs> true. I'm like, I'm like, I'm specific about snacks. And they were like, us too. Tell us what you need. Like, yeah. just, just very cool. Wow. I love awesome. this. I'm yeah. so excited to see it. Um, and so, yeah, promote, promote Where away. Where can we get tickets? Yes. Um, the show is called Oh God, a show about abortion. You can get tickets at ohgodshow.com. They are, we are still in pre, I don't know when this comes out. We're in previews through, I think at least the 5th. Maybe long, maybe the ninth. So $25 tickets with discount code Allison. Um, it runs through June 4th. It's every night at 7 p.m. And then also Thursday and also Saturdays at 3. And that's and come see it. Yeah. Yay. And we'll share all the details yes. in the description of this episode. It's Allison with one L. Yes. Uh, if you're using that discount code. Um, yeah, I think this is going to come out. We're going to push this out as soon as possible. So cool, I think but not this rush. Friday, next Friday. Fabulous. Um, thank you so much for sitting down yeah. and, and sharing your story with us. And thank it's always you. A, delightful to talk I to mean, you. I mean, love seeing you gals. <laughs> Glad <laughs> that we finally got to do this over like the best topic there is. I, yes. <laughs> and in person and in the studio, which we haven't I had know. that long. So I love it here. Thank this is great. You. Thank you. <laughs> this has been Guys We Fuck the anti slut shaming podcast we'll talk to you next friday guys we fucked is presented by luminary created and hosted by corinne fisher and christina hutchinson editing and music coordination by mike coscarelli theme song by rob patterson and jake cozen suck my wet ass pussy <laughs> christina said to cut that before but now it's in there yeah let's keep it who cares rejection causing you to have fear you might have Heartbreak and struggle And you might shed some tears But that's uh, that's how you know That your blessing is near So don't you Never give up No, never, never, never Never, 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 never give up Oh, I Never give up No, never, never, never Never, 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 never give up. This year alone, I had so many lessons. I questioned myself about the promise you made to me. Wanting to, wanting to have and hold, had me making decisions that that love don't reflect the person you call me to be. So I. So search and looked in the mirror. I got eyes of heaven, turned my life back on. 
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. 